Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. By the time we've had our 11 p.m. service, it is at midnight, it will be our sixth service of the day, and we're a little tired. We're kind of sometimes a little punchy, and we'll cut up back behind the scenes. And last year, Ken had a classic line. We were getting ready to go on, and Ken said, if Mary doesn't know by now, she's going to have to wait till next year. (laughs) And I love that, (laughs) because Mary did know. That's why we're here, because Mary didn't know. Remember what the Scripture says? She treasured, she pondered everything that was happening. And she would tell the disciples, and they would tell Luke and and John, we know the Christmas story because Mary knew. Not only was she experienced that night, Mary knew because angels had been preparing her, shepherds and wise men came and bore witness that Jesus was the Messiah, and a star pointed to the new light that would change the world forever. Mary knew what the Gospel of John said so true, and it was Mary's truth. Remember what John tells us? That the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not, did not overcome it. Mary knew that. And really the question of the day is, do we know? Do we know that when the night is long and we face a future with fears and uncertainty, do we know we have a Savior who will point the way? Do we know we have a Savior who will never leave us alone? I love the story of Christmas Eve, 1941. You may remember a few weeks before the United States had been drawn into World War II, and at that Christmas in December of 1941, Uh, Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, was traveling to spend time with President Roosevelt so that they could map out war strategy and get to know each other better in a personal way. Remember that Christmas was a time of great fear and uncertainty and worry about what was going to happen. What would this mean? What would the consequences of this conflict be? And so Prime Minister Churchill arrived December 22nd. He was going to stay at the White House for three straight weeks. And they would, again, map out war strategy. And so they were there on Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve that year, they had moved the tree lighting back to that day because of the war situation going on. And because of war security, not, it didn't happen on the National Mall, but they lit the Christmas tree from the front porch of the White House. Outside the gates, there were 15,000 people that were gathered. President Roosevelt spoke first, and then Prime Minister Churchill spoke second. In his memorable words, here are a few things that he said. He said, here in the midst of war, raging and roaring over all the lands and seas, creeping nearer to our hearts and homes, here amidst all the tumult, we have tonight the peace of the Spirit in each cottage home and in every generous heart. And he would go on to say, for tonight, help us lay aside our fears. For tonight, let's focus on the light that will show us the way. And I submit to you, again, that's our business at Christmas. At least for tonight, we need to know what Mary knew. 
And unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And when we think about what that means, it changes our whole outlook toward life. I love the story that is told of Robert Louis Stevenson, the great Scottish poet and writer who wrote so many moving, wonderful works. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson was, was battled illness and incapacity for a lot of his life. For long stretches of time, he was confined to his bed in his bedroom, and he loved to move the bed over to the window and look outside. That was his link to the outside world. So he would just watch and observe what was going on. Now, this was in the 1800s, uh, back before streetlights were electric and there were timers. So one night, something fascinated him. As nightfall was coming, he saw the lamplighter working his way down the street. The lamplighter was going to one streetlight after another, um, in sequence, kind of lighting the lights. And all of a sudden, taking in this scene, it moved Robert Louis Stevenson. He was mesmerized. He was overcome with joy by watching that scene. And he recorded this in his journal. He was talking about that street, that lamplighter who went about his business punching holes in the darkness, he wrote. That's what Christmas is about. Jesus Christ comes to us to punch holes in the darkness. And, um, and I know that even right now here in this very room, I know there's a lot of deep, deep darkness. I was reading something just, just last week. It said that right now, one in four of us, one in four adults, we're estranged from our families this Christmas. Darkness. You know that a lot of us are up against darkness with horrible names like, like cancer and addiction and, and loneliness and grief. I know a lot of us are up against darkness with names like depression and divorce and, and debt and doubt. We're up, we're up against these, these, these enormous issues. We have these massive questions and, and then we wonder. We wonder about God's response. We wonder uh, uh, about God's reply, His answer. A tiny, a tiny little baby, a, a child. And we wonder, we, we wonder, what on earth can He do? How, how on earth can He help? And I think that's the point. God can help precisely because He was here on earth. See, in Jesus, God enrobed Himself in flesh. He became one of us. He, he shared our humanity with all of our ridiculousness and, and brokenness and pain. He, he became one of us. He became one of us to punch holes in our darkness. Amen. He became one of us to to help us and to heal us and to love us and to save us. He became one of us to change us from the inside to, to change us. And it's a change, it's, it's a change that begins with those two little words that the angels first say, fear not. Fear not, it's a chorus that we hear repeated over 70 times throughout the Bible. Fear of our past. Fear of the future, fear of, of everything that we don't know and 
in fear of everything that we do. We are a fearful people. But it's into all of that, that noise, all that, that fitful noise that the angelic chorus still booms. Fear not, fear not for, for God's son is born. Fear not for God's solution. God's salvation is here. God is with us. Um, in, in fact, several years into our marriage, Carrie and I, we got introduced to that, that love language book. I'm sure a lot of us know about it. Uh, a couple of years, right at the very beginning of our marriage, Carrie and I got introduced to the five love language book and it was a game changer. Because she and I, we, we, we had our struggles at the beginning, like most couples do, or at least like I tell myself, most couples do, right? We struggle at the beginning of our, our marriages. Uh, we struggled, and so we ended up taking the, the inventory at the back of the book, and we found out at that time that my love language, my personal love languages are, are, are physical touch and giving and receiving gifts. But the inventory also told us that my wife Carrie's love language is, is acts of service, which just in short, it means that Carrie got off really easy. Um, it means that in order for, for her to make me feel loved, um, all she's got to do is like, come and give me a squeeze. All Carrie's got to do is like, buy me a Snickers bar when she's checking out at the Kroger's. Uh, I am easy. Her, on the other hand, for me to make her feel loved, I got to mop the house. Um, uh, um, <laughs> and. But it gave me an idea. It gave me what I thought was a brilliant idea about eight, 10 years ago. I thought I had figured out the best, the perfect, the greatest gift, the most thoughtful Christmas gift for for Carrie that I would ever be able to think of. And so eight, 10 years ago, I saved up all my, for a whole year, saved up all my money and I hired one of those, those cleaning services to come into the house and clean it a couple of times a month. I was so excited to give it to her. I'd printed up this like homemade gift certificate on, on my inkjet printer and I wrapped it up with a bottle of pledge and, and I gave it to her on Christmas morning. And, and quite, I don't know what I was, I don't know what sort of response I was expecting. I don't, I, maybe I was expecting like a gasp or like, like this delighted sigh. Maybe, I, I, maybe just what I wanted was one single loving tear. Just, <laughs> Rolling down. I don't know what response I was, I was wanting. All I know is I didn't get it. Because um, whenever I gave her her gift, all I got back was politeness. <laughs> um, I thought I had knocked it out of the park. Uh, um, all I got though was just this reserved politeness. And I could, tell, I could tell that Carrie was not nearly as delighted to receive it as I was to give it. And I'll be honest, it took me a while, it took me some time to figure out why. Um, but I finally did. I figured out, well, first of all, did y'all know that you actually have to clean your house before one of those cleaning services actually makes it over? <laughs> Didn't know that lesson learned. Um, secondly, more importantly, I figured out you can't outsource an act of service. For it to mean anything, you got to do it. You got to do it yourself. For it to mean anything, you got to work, you got to sweat, you got to sacrifice. You got to have a little skin in that game. And that's exactly what this night tells us. It tells us that God didn't outsource a thing. God didn't outsource hope or love or wonder or joy. 
God didn't outsource mercy or grace. God didn't outsource redemption. Oh no, God's got skin in this game. God's got skin in this fight, literally. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's, it's Jesus who fights all the darkness around us. And, and it's Jesus who fights all the darkness within. It's Jesus. It's Jesus who reminds us that God has not given up on us, that God has not abandoned us. It's, it's Jesus who remembers, uh, that reminds us that, that not a single of God's purposes can be defeated. I, I mean, not even the darkness of a tomb could, could deny his light from shining bright. That's why we worship. That's why we sing. Because God is with us. And he gets us from the inside. He understands because God didn't outsource a thing. But nothing, nothing that happened on that night will make any difference at all if we won't let Jesus be born in us on this night. For born unto us is a Savior who is Jesus Christ the Lord. And, and friends, that's not just a promise for eternity. That's a promise for right now. It's the promise that you and me, we can be saved from our darkness today. And we can be saved from our fear today. And we can be saved from our brokenness and our sinfulness and our joylessness today. God did not outsource a thing. He is love in the flesh. And he's peace that's got a name. It's just for us to, to call on it. It's just for, for us to, to believe it. It's, us, it's for us to receive it. And then to share it, to share this, this greatest gift of Christmas, Jesus Christ, our newborn King, Amen. as we pray. Amen. Our God, um, we thank you for the, for the incredible truth of this night. The, the truth that in Jesus, you, you take care of us yourself, God. You didn't outsource anything. You didn't outsource our hope or our healing, our peace. God, we thank you. We thank you for the truth that you loved us. I mean, you loved us not despite all of our brokenness, but God, the fact that you loved us in, in the midst of our brokenness. God, that you loved us enough to, to become one of us, to punch holes in our darkness and in our doubt and our fear. So, Lord. We, we ask you, please, God, would you do it again? And help us to, to know you and, and help us to feel you, to feel your mercy and your grace and your light and your love, to feel your power and presence all around us. God, that joy, that joy that only you give. Lord, help us to feel it for the very first time or, or maybe for the first time in a long time. Jesus be born in us. And let Bethlehem's light shine through us so that all the world might know that we're yours. For God, we offer you this, our, our Christmas Eve prayer, as we offer you our, Christmas, our everyday lives. Through the precious name of the child-born King, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.